If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. The following podcast is not real. And why have a trained voice artist introduce the show when we can energize the fan base and give the chance to some random gifted in their ability to operate their phone? Please enjoy this audio from Addison Crow's Twitter video as she guides you to distant and not real other realms. I'm on my run right now, listening to you hello from the Magic Tavern. And wherever you get your podcast, you should listen to Resistance! Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is what's going on. About two years and six-ish months ago, don't hold me to that, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Unfortunately, it's being taken over by the Dark Lord, who has imprisoned me and my co-hosts and are forcing us to continue to do this podcast, which we enjoy, here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the prison town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-captives and co-hosts and just good buds, Chunt, the Talking Badger. Bing bong. How you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Okay. Just... I, I spent a little bit of time in the basement again this week. Not to, oh, not to bring up a sensitive subject. We shouldn't be going down there. You said not to go down there. You said to play cool and not go down there. I know. I don't want to draw attention to the fact that we accidentally killed Blemish down there, and nobody knows about it yet. It's probably haunted by 52 sacks of flour. Yes, we also accidentally killed 52 sentient sacks of flour. 52 sentient sacks of flour. 52 sentient sacks 52 of flour. 52 sentient sacks of flour. 52 sacks of flour. That is a tough one. That is a that great is one. Really I like hard. that a lot. I like it, but it's difficult. You're welcome, theater nerds. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're also joined by this guy who's not quite Tusador. Ugh. I'm Usador. Thank you, Ellie. Well, what's the point of even saying my whole damn name anymore? There's a Tusador out there. Who's also Usador. Yeah. Can you be that mad that there's another Usador? I mean, are, yes. there, are there several Arnies on Earth? You know, 
know what? There are a couple Arnie's on Earth, I think. I actually met one once, and I was really unhappy about it. You get used to your name being you. Thank you. Also, he seemed like an Arnie, you know? Oh, I know what you mean. I, I, like, I know I exactly like, oh, how that goes. You seem like an Arnie. Yeah. Guys, I have a little bit of hot goss. Ooh. Hot goss? Some hot goss from the guards, from the oh. uh, Guard Rock Cafe. Sling that goss, a little gossling. I ain't Ryan. Lion. Well, the hot goss is the guards... There's a bit of a scandal because the guards were told by the Dark Lord to set up these hanging stations where we were supposed to intimidate um, the people of Hogsface, where if they get out of line, they'll be publicly hanged. But we went to publicly hang someone, and the noose immediately broke. So the Dark Lord knows that some of the guards have been uh, putting out into the ether fake noose. Fake noose? Yeah, there's been a lot of fake noose. Wow. And the Dark Lord is upset. Yeah. I think it's Tattlesnake. It's Tattlesnake, but I'll be honest, there's an old llama who's getting a lot of the blame. Thanks, old llama. I've heard a little bit about this. The worst thing about the fake noose is that then there are a lot of people who are putting real nooses around their neck and rolling their eyes and saying, ugh, fake noose, and then killing themselves. You've seen that happen? I've seen that happen repeatedly in town. The worst part is watching them up on that stand with the fake noose around their neck while they're decrying it, knowing that it's going to hurt them the most. Yeah. Yeah. Different things mean different things. It's an insane time to be alive. Follow the wall! Watch out! Arnie! Chunt! Usador! Crom! Crom! You got our message. Yes. What's the deal? What's the what? That was the message we sent. That was the message we, we sent? We told Momo to say, what's the deal? Oh, we've got to send better messages. <sighs> There's no, like, character limit on the messages we can send. Why did we send such a short, ambiguous message? Oh, no, you smashed Fleek. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, what? Crom, you killed beloved I tavern think, dweller Fleek. I think this man is dead. Oh, no. <laughs> did Crom do that? Crom, it's okay. Fleek's been dead for a while. Usador, we were saying we weren't going to tell more people about this stuff. We can tell Crom. Crom's our friend. Look, even if he has been dead for a while, there's a chance that I did it. Oh, Crom. We made you digest a lot in a short amount of time. We are sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just ran in here. I'm covered in blood. (laughs) You just smashed a Crom-shaped hole through the side of the tavern. Yeah, well, it sounded like uh, you really needed me. So I came running through, but all of these awful, nasty creatures were attacking me in Hog's face. It looks like you killed several orcs on your way through here. I started spinning like a, uh, like a tornado with two clubs in my hand. A club NATO. A cl- sure. A club. Yeah. yeah, it looks like there are some dead orcs and some dead townsfolk. Oh. Pretty indiscriminate killing, I would say. This is awful. It's like when I'm not being extremely violent, uh-huh. I define myself as being... Completely nonviolent. You are a sweetheart. We like you a lot, Crom. Well, I like you guys too. That's why I wanted to get here and tell you there hasn't been a deal yet. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? There's no deal. So no deal. Yeah. Well, thank you for. You're asking about the deal that Fingari is trying to strike with the other nations. Oh, there might be a deal between Fingari and the other nations. Let me. Uh, yeah, explain, Crom. Deal up or here. no deal? Maybe also wondering why I'm wearing such a fancy helmet. Oh, yeah, that is quite the helm. That is a fancy helmet. I am the current king of Fingaria. Whoa! Whoa. Welcome to the King's Club! Well, yes. I didn't mean to be king, but it's nice to meet a fellow king. We can start a new insane crown posse. I love that. 
So, Krom, you're the new warrior king of Fingaria? Yes. Uh, once a year, we uh, we hold an event in a giant sand pit uh-huh. in Fingaria, and if you're challenged by the king of Fingaria to a fight, and he is defeated, then you become the king. Wow. Yeah, it's the sand pit clause. <laughs> Just part I, of... I usually don't believe in sand pit clause. The, well, it's not in every nation, but in Fingaria, there's definitely a sand pit clause. Talk us through this fight. Well, as you know, I define myself as nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for the fact almost every time we see you, you accidentally kill lots of people. When you're not killing, you're very passive. That's exactly right. When I'm not in the act of killing someone, I wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, but you know what? Berserker's gonna berserk. I guess that's true. So what happened? Uh, The king of Fingaria challenged you specifically to a fight? Well, he challenged a lot of us, and he defeated a lot of us. And then when it came to be my turn, I said, I will not fight you. I stood completely still. And then the uh, king started kind of trying to goad me into fighting. He was getting the audience really ramped up, running around. Yeah, waving his arms in the air. Waving them around. Did he have uh, a hype man? That was just like yelling the year out loud? He, yes, well... Can someone remind me what year it is in Foon? 48372. <laughs> Sounds right. In the Fingarian calendar, it's only 18. It's only 18 in Fingaria? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we get to 100, we start at the beginning. Oh, start I back see. at zero. You just flip it around. Yeah, so we're on 18 right now. Sierra Kingdom is barely legal. That's exactly right, yeah. We do a lot of barely <laughs> legal things. So we you can, had this fight with, roll the, up, with yeah. King Fing. Yeah, and uh, he's running around hyping up the crowd, and uh, he's holding a mace in his hand, and as he's hyping them up, he accidentally conked himself on his helm. I go over to help him up, and he, furiously frustrated, shoves me off. His helm spins around. He can't see. Yeah. He comes charging, and he runs into a wall. And that's when you went in for the kill. Well, no, then I still tried to help him up. Oh, jeez. Did he step on a rake? (laughs) Were you at the event? No, I'm just taking a guess. Yes, there happened to be a rake on the ground. He stepped on it, smashed him in the oh, nose. Oof. Then you went in for the kill. Absolutely not. At this oh. point, I'm saying, please stop moving. I'm begging him to just stay still. He's created so much dust that I sneeze, oh. and I do headbutt him extremely hard. Oh. I did smash his skull completely. Then you went in for the kill. At that point, he was dead. I think I went in for the kill on the sneeze. Well done, Crom. Well... My liege, I should say King Crom. Oh, please, you're making me blush all over my exposed body. Well, there's so much blood all over your body right now that it's really hard to tell. Yeah, you can't tell your Thank you, Arnie. All. Thank you. That means mm-hmm. a lot. Rest in peace, King. Long live the King. Thank you. Until I guess I have to challenge someone. Well, saying it out loud, it really sounds like a ticking clock. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, you asked what the deal that Fingarian is trying to strike with the other nations? Yeah. Quite simply... We're trying to reach a climate deal. A climate deal? A climate mm-hmm. deal? Yeah. Native Fingarians know that the uh, topography is constantly changing. It is? Sure. New, yeah. new mountains come, old mountains go. So whenever a new highest peak in uh, Foon comes about, someone needs to climb it. Sure. So we're trying to work out a deal of exactly which who, nation who, is So we have responsible. to change up who climbs it. It's a climate change. Exactly. Well, some people don't agree. That's the problem. Some people don't believe there should be any or that there is any climate change, but <laughs> believe me. It changes. Look around. I imagine that there was a new mountain range and no one had climbed it yet. I, some mountain that had just sprung out the ground and no one had air scaled it. What a tragedy that would be, Arnold. So Crom 
Mm-hmm. You're now king of Fingaria. Correct. And besides working out this climate deal, like, what do you got to do as king? Mostly it's getting people pretty psyched about Fingaria. Oh, really? Like Fingaria Appreciation Week? Yeah, we try yeah. to do, yeah, we do a Fingaria Appreciation Week. I'm trying to start more of a uh, get-to-know-your-local-wildlife initiative. Oh, because uh, you like fingering bears. <laughs> <laughs> you choked on your water there, okay? Yeah. Sorry. So just, I didn't mean to be so blunt. I just know that yeah, in the well, past you've really enjoyed... Now that I am a leader of mm. my nation, I'm really trying to put my past behavior and incidents behind me. That must be hard because your land is called Fingaria, which yeah. doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Sure, yeah. It's pretty on the nose. And we do have a fingering holiday, although it's a different kind of fingering. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> what kind of fingering is it? It's more of like a finger play. Finger play? Like, what, what are you doing with your hands there? What's that? Each of my Frosting? fingers is a oh. different character. It's, I'm oh. telling a story. Oh, a finger oh. play. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there always uh, ten characters in a fingering? Because that seems like a lot. That seems like that maybe sometimes wouldn't fit. Well, there's usually eight characters. Wow. I would start with two and go from and there. Two, and two little short little tech guys. You know, Crom, I hate to put you on the spot, but we always do. I'd love to see one of these finger plays. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, uh... And warm us up a little bit. I mean... Uh, yeah, don't just start with a finger bang. We're all familiar, I think, with the story of the uh, Emerald Enchanter. Oh, yes. yes. Very well-known story. Okay. Mm, sure. So this is a Fingarian take on this, that story. Okay. Uh, hello. Tis I, Nathor. I have just created the largest emerald in all the lands. So just some backstory here for Arnie. Oh. I love Nathor. I played Nathor in uh, grade school. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's, he, he creates most of the, the precious gemstones. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Uh, here, I shall hide it over here. here. Oh, this emerald is so heavy. I will give it to you three other people standing oh, next to me. Oh, more fingers popped up. This is... Uh, Lexor, Timor, and Pinky. They all have names that end with more except for Pinky. Oh, Pinky. As the legend goes. Yeah. Boy, uh, I better hide this large emerald before my nemesis, the gem eater, Rornath, finds it. Oh, no. no. <gasps> oh, evil Rornath. Here, here comes Rornath. Oh, Rornath is on an entirely different hand. Oh, he's nasty. And... A quick set change. Oh, oh, the tech guys. Look at those little tech guys. Oh, look at those tech They're guys. They're so tiny. Here we go. Those we'll little chubs. Change this tree, move it over here. Oh, if there was ever a time that I wished we had a video version of this podcast, it's now. Of all the things, dear listener, that you could have seen in this magical world, I wish you could see those thumbs go. One of the most interesting things in the Fingarian interpretation of this well-known Funian legend is uh, that uh, Pinky was played by an index finger. I thought that was... Fascinating. This is a weird choice. Yes. Yeah. Unique casting. We like to cast against type. Shall I continue? Or Please. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so set change. Rornath is now on the stage. Uh, yeah, evil Rornath. Mmm. Rornath hungry. I smell a large emerald. Rornath eats gems. He's one of the gem oh, eaters. Yeah. He's always hungry for gems. And I assume he can smell them. What? I assume he can smell them. Yeah. He just said he could smell them. That's why. Hmm. Minions. Please find it. Oh. oh, the minions are really adorable. You can't understand what they're saying sometimes, but they usually have some sort of goggle or suspenders on. Roar, Lex. Roar time. And Pinky number two. Pinky number two. 
The playwright famously ran out of names. Oh, sure. So he doubled down. Find the gem so that I may eat it. Oh, here comes Nathor. Nathor, Rornath. Uh, 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 oh my gosh, like this is riveting. Out. They're not making out, they're fighting. Oh, it looks like they're this making out. This is an out. epic battle. Oh, that looks... Oh, okay, they're... Wow. Is that 69ing? That is not fighting. Did they shoot a gun or something? What was that? What's a gun? Eh, I don't want to talk about our stuff. Uh, famously, of course, Nathor headbutts Rornath and, and, and kills him oh. with, a, with a headbutt. Only one person lived. Which one? Which finger? Arnie, which oh, one? Oh, I don't know what finger is going to Oh, that's rude. Oh, Pinky and Pinky 2. <laughs> Pinky and Pinky 2 lived. That's right. The moral of the story is that Rornath and Nathors each had greed for the emerald in their own way. One is the creator and the other is the consumer. And uh, so their greed uh, canceled each other out. The other fingers canceled each other out. And Pinkies, being the cutest and most lovable of all of the uh, evil henchmen slash minions, get romantically involved. Huh. Oh, that, <laughs> wow. was, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. You so should wait. be, I mean, wonderful fingering, but you should also consider being a cocktickler. What's that? Can you expl- You I, could win a tosser. Have you ever met Tom the Traveler? No, I have not. Oh, he's a wonderful thespian that we know who isn't related to the Belleroths. And uh, he uh, joined a, a troupe of actors called the Cocktickers. Oh, I see. Oh. Crom, if I understand the moral of that play correctly, does Fingaria think it's evil to both create or consume products? Yes, what essentially. Is... That's, and that's, you know, our economic philosophy. What, yeah, what is the Fingaria's economy even based on? As a production economy, we produce nothing. Sure. And we create absolutely nothing. Uh-huh. We find that to be just a completely abhorrent sure. behavior, uh, which is why we raid other villages and take what they have. Oh, I see. But they have to create something. Somebody somewhere along the line has to create things. As long they? as it's not us, mm-hmm. we're fine with it. It seems a little sketchy. But then, uh, you know, we feel terrible because then we're the consumers. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So, so we it all evens vicious out. Vicious circle, yeah. yeah. Then we tend to burn those villages and pretend like they never existed. And then oh. then who consumed what? Because that village never existed. Wow. Also, I thought I saw a cockroach clown coming in the door. And then as soon as you said raid, he took off. Really? I don't know what that was about. Cockroach clown is a terrifying god here in the prison town of Hogsface. He's a giant cockroach with clown makeup. His name leaves nothing to the imagination. Crom, I always forget that you come from a culture that is... Kind of terrible, if you don't mind my saying. It's pretty barbaric. So rude. Yeah, and you're one of the, like, nicer people I've met on this world. I know. It sounds terrible just to hear it, but I implore you, come to Fingaria. Spend some time there. This is just you as the king trying to bolster tourism. Absolutely not. Yes, do we have a great tourist trade and wonderful sights to see? But no, this is just for Arnie and, and anyone in the Vermilion Minotaur looking to take a vacation. Aha, trapped in thine own trap. <laughs> you create commerce through travel. Well, well, well. It's true. So let me ask you something. We, the three of us, we eventually get to Fingaria. We're traveling. We're spending money. We're eating local. Mm-hmm. What if one of us gets challenged by the king? By you. Oh. To fight to the death. Uh, Does it happen to tourists? Do you have to be a barbarian to fight or can it be anyone? Yes, it might happen to you, but it's it's part of our tourist trade is to just kind of do a reenactment 
of a sand pit duel? Oh, I've been to Fingaria for this, and it is wonderful. That sounds yeah. kind of sad. People dressing up to reenact Fingarian battles? Oh, no, it's really fun. They, they, they sit you down, and they say, here's some food. This is the same food that they would have eaten back then. When we first started doing the sand pits, of course, they have, you know, modern drinks and things, but... Uh, it's really fun, and then they come out, and the king fights, and you watch it all. Usador has done it several times. In oh, fact, yes. We made him an offer to join the company. Oh, yes, Fingarian Times. I, I love it. That offer is still good, Usador. Well, I, trust me, I think about it from time to time, but I have one purpose here, and one purpose alone, and that purpose be to defeat the Dark Lord of Foon, and et cetera, et cetera. That's right. I've totally gotten drawn into this uh, finger play that I forgot that, Crom, we want your help. To defeat the book club. The book club? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean to defeat the Dark Lord. La, 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 la. Uh, but also, if you're interested, we're going to have a book club. We're going to read The Great Gatsby. Yes, have you heard about it? It's a book for my world. I'm going to tear up. I've always wanted to be in a book club. No. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, Crom. But can you read? Well, the club is that we would sit around and someone would read to each other, right? Is it? I mean, earlier you said the word goad, which is pretty impressive. I mean, I would love it if that's how the book club worked. And also, again, as I said before, I totally can read. I don't think Arnie or Crom can read, so perhaps I'll have to read aloud to both of you. Don't Jordan Catalano me. Who? Guys, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's update Crom on what a book club is. Maybe we'll teach him how to read, and uh, we'll come back after these messages. Hello, this is Blemish, reminding you to come down to the Vermilion Minotaur, where all the drinks are on sale. And the tavern is still totally being controlled by the Dark Lord, and I'm still alive. I definitely did not accidentally get murdered by a magic bull. So, don't worry about old Blemish. Nothing weird going on. But I am re- really, really busy, so if you do not see Blemish around as much as you normally do, just don't sweat it. This is how I talk, right? Is this anything like how my voice sounds? Blemish returns. Anyway, yay, Dark Lord, go evil, and no need to ask any questions about what I'm up to. I'm just buffing up cats. Blah. Meow, meow. Oh, look who's walking by right now, and there's a different person and not me doing a voice. It's Arnie. Hello, Arnie. Would you like to do another commercial for the podcast? Oh, sure. Thanks, Blemish. I would. I'll take it from here, Blemish. No need to talk anymore, even though you totally could because you're not dead. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, 
Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R A K U T E N. Krom, thank you so much for running all the way from Fingaria. I'm actually kind of surprised you were able to get here so fast. Uh, well, that's the uh, Fingarian trot running that got me here. Yeah. Trot running? Yeah, we've adapted it from uh, horses, and uh, we've used their style where we can sort of run uh, with the speed and grace of a horse. So you run on all fours? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, would you mind showing us a little bit of it? Not to put you on the spot, although we always do. We always put you on the spot. Sure. I mean, sadly, I was, uh, my parents, when I was a young Fingarian, uh, entered me in a lot of competitions where I would show off some of my footwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we go. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, look Chomp, at that buddy. dressage. Chomp, why don't you jump on his back there? All right, here we go. Whoa! Whee! Lovely. Easy boy, easy boy, easy boy. Here's some sugar, here's some sugar. That was very good. Still not as visually impressive as that finger play. That's true. What else can we have Crom do? What else? What else? What's, what's Please, next? I don't want any... I'm, I am shy by nature. I don't need... I don't like being a show-off. <gasps> Crom, look where you busted through the wall. Oh, I'm so You're sorry about that. You're going to pay for that. I'm so sorry. He's a king. He can, he can pay for it now. I, uh, one of the rocks is crushed open and inside a parchment. What? Pull the parchment out, Chunt. Quick, grab it. <laughs> It's our first clue of one of the secrets here hidden in the Vermilion Minotaur. Our first clue? It's like our seventh or eighth clue. This well, place is just fucking chock full of clues. Well, this is a specific clue about a specific thing. I'm. That's what I'm intuing from the anti-universe. Okay, it says, what has a face and hands, but no body or legs? Clock. Oh, I thought it was going to be Roger. Oh. I thought it was going to be Roger, that poor little boy. Oh, that oh. poor little boy. He's just a little face and hands. He's just a little face and hands. Do we think it's Wait. Roger or Clock? Let's take a vote. Do we well, think it's a clock or do we think it's Roger? I feel like I've got more questions about Roger that I need answered before I can... Let's take this vote first. Uh, uh, all hands for Roger. Are the hands connected to his face? All yes. hands for Clock. All hands for Roger sounds like it should be a benefit to help Roger. Arnold, you didn't vote. 
So it's Roger. I guess we have to crack open oh. Roger. No, 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 no. I, no. Said... I vote clock. I vote clock. Well, see, now it's a tie. So we have to crack open both? No, we have to solve the tie. Since I put the hole in the wall, I'll break open the clock. Damn it. And Roger. <gasps> Inside the clock, there's a parchment. Oh, God. Ooh. Quick, Chunt, grab the parchment. Read what it says. I run but have no legs. Hmm. I have a mouth but no body. I think it is Roger. <laughs> or a river. Oh, right. I, well, I was thinking Roger that time. You, you got oh, it that time. A Roger runs through it. There's a phoenix named Roger. Roger Phoenix? Roger Phoenix? Mm-hmm. What does he do? He died. Oh. A couple Very times? Very young. Oh, boy, I think it is a river. In Tom Blaine's riddle, wasn't there a river? Oh, maybe. I don't... Usador, you're the one that remembers the riddle, right? I mean, we all remember it, but... I mean, Usador, what are the odds that there's a riddle with a river, and then we just solved the question that the answer was riddle? How many river riddles could there be? River riddle. What you're doing with that parchment, is that reading? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I can read. It's having an acknowledgement of what's... Oh, I can read. I, I you've read to us from your dream journal before. Yes, yes. You can I, also that's write. That's right. You can read. You can read Just like write. I can read. I'm Jerry's out on that. Uh, a cave beneath the orange beast, one door west and three doors east, down and down and down you go until the river starts to glow. Face to face with Swamps McGee, shall see the breaking of the three. Below the water, a man must grope until he finds sweet Penelope. So this is a riddle that the Baron is obsessed with because he thinks it will help the Dark Lord find some kind of weapon hidden in the tavern. Crom and new listeners. Wow. And we just found a clue that points us back to another clue that we already had. Mm. <laughs> yes. I when you put guys, it like that, it's pretty guys, crazy. <laughs> guys, there could be hundreds of redundant clues. Arnie, there's something under your the chair. T- there's a parchment yeah. under your chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. It says, see other riddles. <laughs> You wait, sure? Yeah. Wait, there's something here under all of our chairs. What? Guys, we gotta clear this place. We all want a new cart. Oh my gosh, a new cart! Everyone got a new cart. Oh, wow. you guys. got a new cart. You got a new cart. I got a new cart. I can't afford the taxes on a new cart. Whoa! whoa. <laughs> I think I pulled the legs off the chair I was sitting on. Oh, oh no, that's Mom, you're gonna have to pay for that chair. It's fine. He's a king. You can pay for it. You keep saying that, Usador, but it's not as easy as that. There's a lot of red tape. Well, excuse me. I thought kings were rich and had all the treasure of their land to spend however they did wish. Uh, that's true, but literally our treasure is wrapped in red tape. Oh, I see. We find it keeps it secure from other raiding, you know, raiders. Other oh, raiding oh, you raiders. Get, you, yeah. But you usually do most of the raiding. You get raided sometimes? Oh, sure. While you guys were talking about raiders, Cockroach Clown stepped in and stepped out several times. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yes. He hates Oakland. What? Usador, can you say that riddle one more time? I feel like we always get distracted with new clues and new riddles. What if we collectively tried to focus on one thing for as much as 15 seconds? I'm going to say it again from memory, very slowly. Uh, Arnie's being very extra. A cave beneath the orange beast. (gasps) Guys, what if we made a cake? (laughs) What? Wait, no, no, sorry. That was just a thought I Did had. Did you say cave or cake? Oh, I... but yeah, back to the riddle. What if the orange beast is the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur? I thought the orange beast was that cat we found the box under. Oh, guys, what if the orange beast is that cat we found in the tavern? Whoa, that's brilliant. Yeah. Vermilion's more of a red, kind of a darkish red color, I think. Yeah, I think it's like a deep Might red. Might have an orange tint to it. Yeah, it's more almost, red than orange. Yeah. One door west. And three doors east. So it's probably three doors down. 
Guys, if I go crazy, kill me. I can only assume that's a reference. Down and down and down you go until the river starts to glow. Uh, so we have another clue about the river. Glowing river. What's a glowing river? Face to face with Swamps McGee. He's a big turtle guy. We all know he's the we, big we turtle guy. We know he's a turtle, turtle guy. Yes. Pimbly yes. nimble bottom stuff Swamps on Swamps McGee, big turtle guy. Easy. Duh. Slam dunk Stupid. on that one. Shall see the breaking of the three. A number. I think that's us. The breaking of the three. I think we're going to get tortured. What? We're going to get like drawn and quartered. We're going to break. Could be the goddesses. What if the breaking of the three is one of us telling somebody about us killing all those people? We've already told a lot of people. That's right. We've told too many people. Crom, you're not chiming in. We're giving you so many inroads. I'm still stuck on three doors down. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to figure it out. What does that mean? What does that mean? Hmm. Part of that got me thinking, three doors down, you know, like you're going downstairs. Like, maybe we're supposed to visit a crypt tonight. Visit a crypt tonight. Visit a crypt tonight. Oh. Hmm. Wow, sounds spooky. Although, well, there is a crypt keeper, and he's a bit of an ass. Oh, yeah. He's like a skeleton that cackles. But he loves to laugh. Yeah. It's scary if you're a kid, but otherwise, when you grow up and look back on it, you're like, meh. Crumb, we were hoping maybe that you could help us out. Was there anything on your long quest with Otok where he talked about... Secret things in the tavern, or... Oh, gosh, it's about all he talked about. Oh, really? Yeah. Details? The legend of the Vermilion Minotaur? Constantly. The legend of the Vermilion Minotaur? Is right. that how he named the tavern? Yeah. You remember that Otok told us the legend of the Vermilion Minotaur a long time ago before he went on his quest. What is the legend of the Vermilion a Minotaur? A countess's baby is trapped in a forest where it meets eight Vermilion Minotaurs. The Vermilion Minotaurs... Invite the uh, baby into the labyrinth, and uh, then the heavens rained down and the horses came. Mm. And I believe when the baby went into the labyrinth, it was a magic babe, and it danced. You know, like dance, baby, dance. Anyway, Otak (laughs) would go on and on about this legend and such and such with the horses and the horse's teeth in the basement and this and that. The horse's teeth in the basement? Yeah, the horse's teeth he keeps in the basement. Oh, this must be the longer version. I never heard this version. It's the horse in the legend, right? Yeah, there are horses in the legend. I gotta be honest, I always felt like the legend of the Vermilion Minotaur, as Otak told it, just sounded like a bunch of random things he made up in the moment. You couldn't think of anything specific. Well, if it was made up, boy, he really stuck to it because it was all I heard about on our quest. Horse's teeth in the basement. Mm. Is it possible the basement is the cave beneath the orange beast? Maybe. Seems possible, certainly, yes. There's a lot of stuff down in that basement. There is. There's a lot of spice. There's a dead flower lady. Yeah. There's a bowl with a tiny dead blemish in it. Which we're not going to talk about. He talked about the teeth giving you some kind of ability to eat literally anything you could want to eat. (gasps) Wow. We can't let that kind of power fall into the Dark Lord's hands. I could eat anything I want to eat. We could eat gems just like... Rornath. Rornath. Guys, I already eat anything I want to eat. It's not a power. It's more of a curse. Well, I guess he said, uh, not eat. Devour. You could devour anything you would want to devour. with Chaos? Well, I could do that. Oh. Anyone could do that. Ugh, we do not need more emails asking us how you do that. Oh, well, if I had these teeth, however, I could finally devour the sky. <laughs> Is that like a bucket list? Yeah, I just always thought it'd be cool. Like, just take a big bite out of the sky, see what happens. See what's behind it. Right. Have you ever wondered what's behind the sky? No. 
No. I'm from a world where we know what's behind the sky, and although I cannot really explain it because I feel like I understand it on a kind of simple base level and not really what it means. You're telling me that people on your world know something that our world doesn't. We know a lot of things your world doesn't know. Ah. Or at least our world knows it, even if we individually don't really understand it. We understand it enough to kind of keep going, like a word in a sentence. I find this highly improbable. I'm going to get these teeth. I'm going to bite the sky, and I'm going to see what's behind it. What's your world's stance on climate change? Oh, it's complicated. Now, Krom, I I meant to ask you earlier. uh, You said some people don't believe in this climate change. Uh, Who are you running into trouble with? Uh, the Dark Lord. Oh, hi. The Dark Lord doesn't believe? He's pulling out of the deal. What? Yeah, that's the other reason I'm here in Hogsface. Crom, have you negotiated face-to-face with the Dark Lord? Yes. Did you see any fake news? I, I didn't, but he certainly talked a lot about it. Sure. Hello. I know Fingaria is way up north and no one cares about it. We care. But we it's care. A, it, yeah. it is a country and I am the leader of it. Very recently, the leader of it. Yes, but still. The results of the Sandpit Challenge are valid. You said that in a very defensive way. <laughs> I just, I'm sick of people saying that there was some tomfoolery at hand. It was. People are contesting your legitimacy as the king of Fingaria? Yes, but uh, it's obviously a lot of jealousy and uh, people who didn't get to see their guy win in the, uh, the Sandpit Challenge. It's, it's fine. So there are people who are like, I refuse to accept Krom as the king of Fingaria because I think it should have been that dead guy. Yeah, they say that he, uh, you know, killed himself, basically. Uh. You know, since I was trying not to fight him at all and he ended up losing, mm-hmm. that he essentially defeated himself. Oh, I see. So it's I not legitimate. It. Yeah. I, it sounds like it's more complicated. How many people were at your coronation? Uh, close friends and family. So it was just a small, small gathering? Uh, my friends and family are huge. Like, how big? Thousands? Don't just put Don't your, hands your hands out. <laughs> That's like five but, people. See, this is another thing that, that people can't hear you using your hands to show an amount or a size. Also, well, you keep fluctuating the size. Well, I, suppose I don't think so. Life is a circle. Are you trying to say your family is really curvy? I said exactly what I meant to say. Close friends and family, my friends and family are huge. Yeah, thanks, old Blama. Well, Krom, or I guess I should say King Krom, right? Yes, that is actually my legal title, King Krom. Oh, well, King Krom, thank you for rushing all the way here and bursting, I assume, through the wall that surrounds Hogsface, fighting your way through town and then fighting your way into the tavern. Sure. I like rushing. What's this? You appreciate me rushing all the way here? I like... I yeah, like he rushing. ran like a horse. He was rushing. Oh, okay. Do you have any emails? <laughs> oh, I do. Hey, guys, as always, you can email me at magictavern at puppies.supplies. It's a real email address. You know, we get so many emails from people asking for shout-outs or wanting us to give them a happy birthday or something like that. And just because we get so many, we really try not to do those. But there is one that I did want to read, and I think it will become pretty clear why. Uh, here it is. Hey, Arnie, Chunt, Usador, potential guest, Dark Lord, etc. My amazing friend Kelly introduced me to the podcast just a month or so ago, and I've loved every second of it. I'm all caught up and wanted to say thanks for the laughs. I also want to ask you lads a favor. Kelly is taking care of her dad, who is in hospice care at home. Can you say hi to her for me and maybe wish her dad well? Thanks a bunch, Katie. P.S. Katie really loves dicks. So, <laughs> I thought it now is apparent why you read that email. Yep. You were right. We, I do. Uh, very, everything is clear. It's very important that I read that 
And yes, I can read, and I am not just pretending to read and make up all of these emails. We get hundreds of emails, and I do know how to read. What was the friend? Katie loves dicks. Kelly. Kelly. I, I don't think... remember anything about this except that Kelly really loves dicks. Wait, Katie no, loves Katie dicks. Katie loves dicks. No, Kelly. Katie loves Kelly, and Kelly really loves dicks. I think you said it wrong the first time. What a time, love then. triangle. Thanks a bunch, Katie. P.S. Kelly really loves dicks. That's definitely not what you said the first time. How many time? times can I say Kelly really loves dicks? Here's the thing Katie loves the podcast, also loves her friend Kelly who is taking care of her father in hospice care, which I'm sure is very difficult. But I hope she finds some extra time for herself to really love dicks. Listen, we get it. It's a couple of Dixie chicks, all right? Now we're falling into a landslide, but let's just agree that we should wish Kelly Kelly. well and her father. Yes, Kelly, and father of Kelly. Thank you so much for supporting us, and I hope you're doing well. May you find some... Quiet time to yourself. May your uh, burden upon you and your father be not too burdensome. And find whatever solace you can in enjoying a dick. Good luck finding the cold side of a dick. Is that how the saying goes? Cool side. The cool side, not the cold side. As cool as the other side of the dick. In Fingaria, our dicks are freezing. (laughs) Sure. It's very cold in Fingaria, as Mm. I understand it. Exactly, yeah. And yet you want people to visit. Please, you know... Visit in summer, when it's less cold. Ah, more of this tourism. He's really pushing his wares. Do you have to import that sand for the sand pit? Well, we steal it, but yes, it's not native Fingarian yeah, sand. I didn't think so. Chunt, have you gotten any emails? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, you can always email me at chunt at gmail.com. That's chunt with six T's. This is from Jake Strubble. Uh, he says, so honestly, I just started listening to you guys a couple of weeks ago, and I made it pretty much all the way through. And I got to tell you guys, you are literally the only podcast I truly like. Oh. Uh, I love the thought behind the whole podcast. I want to do something like Arnie and just would like to know how I should start something like this on Earth. So advice to Jake to start his own podcast? Well, Jake, I guess, you know, go to a fast food restaurant somewhere in your city. For me, it was the Burger King at the corner of Irving and Clark. Go to the back. Not in a weird way, like just to order some food from the drive-thru. Know in advance that people will ask you repeatedly, what were you doing behind the Burger King? That is weird. Why are you back there? But just understand that you're just doing what you do when you order some fast food from a Burger King. And then, you know, fall through a dimensional portal, and hopefully there's still a slight signal coming from the Burger King through the dimensional rift that you use to upload a podcast you record every week from a tavern or a diner or a bistro or a space station or whatever interesting place you end up. I think that's... But it must be a Burger King. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I assume it doesn't have to be a Burger King, but that's what it was for me. Here's the thing. Take what I'm telling you, my advice, my story, universalize it for yourself. Maybe it's a Wendy's. This is the only podcast that I know. Are all podcasts just when a person from Earth falls through a dimension uh, to another world and basically takes credit for owning recording equipment? Yeah, I gotta imagine on Earth, podcasts are pretty rare, like... There's probably like three or four. No, there are lots of them. Like there's like a, just off the top of my head, there's like Missing Richard Simmons, where a guy named Richard Simmons fell through a dimensional portal <laughs> behind a fast food restaurant. There's and ser- he's missing. And he's sending weekly reports about trying to get back home. There's cereal. Oh, yeah. You listen to cereal. I listen yeah. to cereal. Who do you think did it? Adnan. What dimension is he living in? Uh, a prison dimension. And of course, there's getting nuts. 
This is Chunt. This is Usador. And we're getting, getting nuts. nuts. Ooh, I found some sort of candied pistachio. Ooh, I'm going to finally try this macadamia we've been teasing out for a few weeks. Oh, you're paying off a major storyline on getting nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gotten a little complicated. We've tried to push plot a little bit. It's a little dense. As you can tell from our episode we just did. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Probably a mistake. Let me see if I have a few emails here. Oh, oh no. Tusador. Of course, you can reach me at Tusador, the blue, at gmail.com. Get out of here, Tusador. What? Why do I keep setting up that extra mic that Tusador can just step up at? Wait, do you have an email address? Yeah. Oh, no. Tusador, the blue, at gmail.com. Oh, no. Please don't say how that's spelled. How Tusador is spelled? Spell like it sounds. T-W-O... Sador. Sador. <laughs> the blue at gmail.com. I guess I don't have any emails. I expect a new rug. Fine, I'll replace your rug. Thanks, bro. Bye-bye. Cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he's so laid back. He's the worst. I feel like Can's the worst. He's the second worst, then. I like Can. <laughs> I love dicks. <laughs> Such a fun, chatty episode. How about when they found that parchment in the wall? Craig, send Infocom another bag of gold for borrowing plot points. Use It or the Wizard was played by Matt Young. Chunt the Badger was played by Adol Refai. Krom, the King of the Fingarians, was played by special guest Mark Logsdon. Mark performs in the Fishbowl every Thursday night at Chicago's Annoyance Theater. Craig, apparently that delightful Leonardo DiCaprio documentary has a novelization. Grab it from the archives. If they're reading it, so can we. Then at least I'll know why I'm not laughing at Adol's references. Will do. And if you want to read along with The Great Gatsby, you can order it through the link on our website and help out the show. Just go to hellofromthemagictavern.com and click the little book club link at the top of the page. Hello from the Magic Tavern was produced by Arnie Niekamp, Evan Jacover, and Ryan DiGiorgi. This one edited by Garrett Schultz. Music by Andy Poland, logo by Allard Laban, additional audio effects by Jason Knox, production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Visit us at HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op and thanks to Earwolf. Here's another Twitter fan, Cade, that's Zaladin8 or Exaladin8, with his take on our show. Hello, my name is Cade, and I'm a fan of Hello from the Magic Tavern. I'm going to try and do this as stoic as possible. It is a very funny podcast about a man named Arnie who falls through a dimensional portal into a magical and fantastical land named called Foon. Foon. There is Chunt, who is his friend, that is a shape-shifting badger. And Usador, a wizard with many names other than Usador. Um, a lot we don't know. Um, I think Usador, Wizards of the 12th Realm of Ephesius? Was it 9th and 12th Realm? Okay, fast forwarding a little bit here, Cade. And there's a bunch of cool characters that guest star that sound really funny, and it's the funniest podcast I've ever listened to. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. Not a lot of comedy ones, though, so I might need to get into that. But um, you should all go look at it. Um, this is the second time I've done this. I forgot to hashtag Treesistance the first time, so I thought I'd do it over. Yeah, go watch Hello from Magic Tavern. Chunts up with that. That was his second try? 
Uh, no, great, great, good job, Kate. And remember, it's it's not against the rules to jot down a few notes before you start recording. Um, if this video can make it on the podcast, so could yours, very likely. Just record yourself explaining the show or just encouraging people to check it out and hashtag it Treesistance or Magic Tavern. Um, thanks, Kate. Just, just messing with you. Meanwhile, I should go find out what makes this uh, Gatsby guy so great, so I'll see you guys later. Hello. Hello. Blemish returns. Blemish returns. Is that right? <clears throat> Is that how it goes? Blemish. I'm Blemish. Hello. This is... Ble- <clears throat> Hello. This is Blemish, and I'm here to remind you to come on down to the Vermilion Minotaur. Mm, that's terrible. Hey, you. Psst. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... Jay, Jay, well, Jay, 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 why are you, yeah. why are you whispering? Well, it, there's, there's a psst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span. Our mystery... We'll cut this out too. Our mystery guests. All right, here we, we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life and if you're yeah, a Wondery fan then you're going to stone yeah. just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now and you can listen yeah. to us and no matter what you're doing you're at the gym or you're in the car just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Bye.